1: Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to another edition of Laces Out. We have a packed show today. Mike J. Asty from 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh joining us momentarily to discuss the Dwayne Haskins signing in Pittsburgh. We'll have Benjamin Raven in Detroit later on to discuss the most interesting press conference I've ever <laughs> seen for a new head coach and Dan Campbell becoming the new head man in Detroit and then NFL insider extraordinaire, the best-dressed insider in the game. Benjamin Albright will join us later on to break down all of the news from around the league. Kurt, how are you doing tonight, my friend?
2: Can't complain whatsoever with this lineup. I mean, we got three all stars joining us on the show, so uh, can't wait for that. This is a uh, championship weekend finally upon us. So you know me. I mean, I, this is new territory for for me, a young Bills fan. So it's it's a fun time. But we'll bring in our, our good friend Mike Asty here. Mike, how are you, my friend? It's been a, it's been a little while since uh, you joined us. so How are you doing?
3: Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, it was it's, it's since the new year, so since yes. the holiday season actually. So. Yeah, I actually remembered that you guys got me out of Christmas shopping. My fiance and Ma and her <laughs> you mom at were, out, were out at the mall, and I was like, ah, I gotta go, I gotta do this for some guys, so they <laughs> want to get out of that for them. That. Um, but yeah, I'm doing well, hope you guys are, are doing the same, and I know you're doing very, very well. It's, yes, <laughs> I am. Yes, I am. I am.
2: I'm loving life right now, my oh, friend.
3: Yeah, and I will tell you that that as much as I would love to have been able to cover a Super Bowl in Tampa, and that's... Probably not going to happen without the Steelers, <laughs> obviously. There, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm rooting for the Bills a little bit. I, I kind of like seeing this I'm big Josh Love Allen it. guy. So,
2: i awesome, a fan. awesome. You're you're an honorary member of uh Bills Mafia. So welcome. I'm excited. All right, <laughs> I think I will power uh,
3: bomb someone through a table if that's what
2: necessary. Sweet. <laughs>
1: I will be I will be the honorary recipient of that power bomb. I think I I think I can okay. qualify for that. So we'll make <laughs> okay, that happen. In the future. Right. Yeah, yeah. We can, we can yeah. Film that exactly, perfect. Over-table. But um, yeah. Mike, in terms of Pittsburgh, there was some relatively shocking news. You know, I saw the report from Rappaport earlier this morning on Dwayne Haskins visiting Pittsburgh. I would be lying to you. If I said that within hours, I would expect him to be leaving Pittsburgh with a one-year contract, but lo and behold, he did. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'll let you give your thoughts on this and then Kurt and I will kind of chime in. But what do you think, mate? Now I will start by saying this. I don't think Dwayne Haskins is the future of Pittsburgh. I don't think he's the future of anywhere at this (laughs) current moment. Um, But I I guess it adds, you know, another quarterback in the room to maybe compete for the number two job. What do you think, what do you make of the move? And what do you, what were your initial thoughts? Honestly,
3: uh, having covered the Steelers for a while and followed the Steelers for a while, it's not too surprising. It was surprising how quickly it moved. I actually put my phone down for, for 10 minutes and had had somebody, a co-worker say, oh, this happened. What do you think of this move? And I was I actually didn't even know it occurred at the time. I was like, wow. <laughs> uh, so it did move so fast. And, and that's different than the Steeler way. That's different than what we're used to. They, they certainly are, are vetting everybody. And Steeler Nation is in the midst of freaking out seemingly i saw someone tweet this and it's true Seala fans are freaking out every time they're interviewing someone you know that's what franchise are going to do you're going to be interviewing people you're going to be vetting the process you're going to be thinking of different guys that maybe can get considered and we're in a, an age now where every time the steelers or any team even lets anything out that they're even considering somebody it's it's going to set wildfire off so they're doing their due diligence, which they should be doing. I think I would be freaking out more if they weren't doing anything. So they're actually doing their due diligence. That's good. I certainly was surprised on how quickly that moved from a rumor to being a signing. However, it does scream low risk, high reward to me. I don't think anyone thinks Dwayne Haskins is going to be the face of the Steelers franchising and necessarily be the guy for the next decade, but it's only a one-year contract. There's nothing guaranteed in terms of if this goes sour and he goes to East Carson street without a mask and goes in every strip club in Pittsburgh and gets in trouble, (laughs) which certainly is not out of the question based on what happened down there in DC, that they would be on the hook for, for that much, or it would be a major problem or would hamper the franchise. I never thought they were going to trade three first rounders for Deshaun Watson I didn't even think they'd be willing to give up what they probably would have to give up for a Sam Darnold, just because the jets know that he's kind of coveted out there, even if they go in a different direction in the draft. So the Steelers wanted to bring somebody in that had some talent that they feel like they could get something out of that would be at a Mason Rudolph level or above in case Ben's not back, which we still don't know for sure. And in case Mason falters, even though he did performatically in week 17 and Dwayne Haskins kind of fits that bill because again, they're not giving up that much to bring him in. It's just a low rent one year signing. Didn't have to trade anything. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not going to stroke out about it. Like some Steeler fans are doing right now. (laughs) I'm certainly not going to buy in that. This is the future of the franchise, but as much as I was surprised on how quickly it moved, I'm not surprised they went that direction because I I get they trade a first rounder for Minka and that was against the Steeler way. And Kevin Colbert kind of gone against it a little bit in recent years. But that's still typical Steelers, that they, they want to make a move, but it's a low-risk, high-reward type of move. And I think also they weren't willing to do too much more right now at the quarterback position because they don't have Ben Roethlisberger's answer. It's pure mm-hmm. speculation. Um, while I have some colleagues that are saying he, he's definitively not coming back, I have no way of saying that. I, I'm, if I had to guess, I'd almost lean in the direction that he's going to try to give it a go another year. And based on what Mike Tomlin said in his his end of the season Zoom with us, he said it's likely Ben would be back, but they need to have a conversation. So that leads to me to believe that they want Ben to be back. They know that Ben wants to probably come back because he doesn't want to end his career that way. I think we all would agree that out of Ben, Mason, and Haskins, you probably want to start next season with Ben at least opening the year between the three of them. Ben's year wasn't good, but it wasn't – as bad as some are thinking the stats are the same as Baker Mayfield in comparison to how they're viewed right now. And they just want to restructure it. So I'm sure that they want to sit down with Ben and say, we don't want to have a $41 million cap hit on this. We want you back at least for next year, as we try to figure things out because there's nobody in the draft to go get, are you willing to come down on this? If he says no, which we've seen hall of famers say no. And it's within his rights because they gave him the contract. They may, I'm sure they may then say, we're going to ask you to retire or we'll be willing to to trade you somewhere. And they get into a whole Brett Favre situation where we don't know where his future is going to go in March, which would be hard for him and for the next franchise he plays for. But if he says yes, which is probably more likely at that point, they I'm sure would be willing to take him back, I would imagine. So because they don't know things and it's low risk, high reward, I'm not too shocked. And I really don't think that there's reason to freak out necessarily. Um, am I going to put money down that he's going to stay away from East Carson Street and he's going to be on the up and up? No, but there's tons of talent there. It was a rare situation for a team to give up on a guy with that much talent, despite being a locker room problem and maybe an off the field problem. I didn't look this up, but it, it has to be the quickest uh, first round pick was, was given up on yeah. by a franchise. So I think that's why the Steelers were attracted to Dwayne Haskins, despite everything else.
1: Yeah, I saw a tweet shortly after he was released by Washington that said, Ron Rivera beat cancer twice this year, and it yeah. made me laugh very hard. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. So, yeah.
1: Kurt, as a non-Steelers fan, what, do you, what did you think initially on the signing?
2: Uh, No, I'm with Mike there. You know, it's a, it's a, like you said, there's really no risk. It's one year. If he pans out, that's awesome. I mean, you might, you might be able to throw him in if, you know, there's still a lot of question marks going on, but if he pans out and Ben's not really playing well, or maybe even Ben doesn't play this year. Sure. You guys might be able to go on a run and say, Hey, look what we did to this guy. We kind of revived his career a little bit. And it might be positive for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If he doesn't pan out, Okay, he's probably better than Mason Rudolph as a backup just in case Ben comes back and Ben can't get it going. So I I really don't see the problem here. If he starts having problems off the field in the (laughs) locker room then you can say, go find another team, we'll we'll, we'll get rid of you. But no, I I really don't think there's a big problem with this. But, Mike, I I will. I want to ask you because you were kind of touching on the, the Sam Darnold thing and, you know, trade making a trade for a quarterback. So let's say hypothetically, Big Ben doesn't come back. Yeah, Do you possibly see them making a move in a trade for a guy like Sam Darnold or maybe look in the draft <laughs> or just speculating here?
3: Yeah, and, and that's something obviously we don't know because that would be I, that would be a situation where if they know Ben's not coming back, and I would imagine they are going to tell Ben whenever they have this conversation, we need an answer prior to the draft. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. not going to let this linger beyond the draft because that's when any of that work would be done. There were rumors for the Steelers making moves in the draft for years. They made the one involving Minka, but that's pretty much all they've done. They're not normally a wheel and deal within the draft type of franchise, and that would require some wheeling and dealing. If I had to, to get to guess here, I would be tempted to lean towards, if Ben is not back, that the, the depth chart for, for the Steelers could easily be Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, and Josh Dobbs, who <laughs> – Wow, Josh Dobbs is certainly up in the air in terms of his future as a Steeler. He is being paraded all around NFL Network. He is being (laughs) promoted by the Steelers. The Steelers are not coming off like they are parting ways with Josh Dobbs. And they put some packages in at the end of the season. They did not show those in the postseason. Granted, they didn't really get a chance with how quickly they were down by so much. So I wouldn't be shocked. The third string quarterback, I guess, really doesn't matter. I think Dobbs is at least serviceable to do that. It'll be interesting to see if there are some of those Dobb packages that are worked into a regular scheme throughout the season. I think there's much more likelihood of that happening if Ben is not back than if Ben is there, but I would not be shocked if it's Mason Dwayne and then Josh Dobbs trying to get it done. And obviously that's not a a quarterback room that's going to win a super bowl, which would be unfortunate for still a veteran team. That seems like next year, they could be right back in the playoffs based on the roster who knows um, with them losing so early this year and kind of floundering but that could be very likely the situation. I cannot – it would be hard for me to believe the Steelers would sign Haskins. He would not have any problems. They would be comfortable with him on this roster, and then they would trade for another former first-round pick in which they have to give something up because there are still things on that this team needs to improve on. That seems like a lot of work for the Steelers at that quarterback position. There's still months until then. They're sure, I'm sure going to have conversation with Haskins. Tom was going to have his sit down. I'm, I'm sure that if they, if they maybe think that he's not going to be on the up and up, they might then be forced to go in that direction, but they'd have to know for sure. Ben's not going to be there. Obviously if he is there, he's the starter. And even if he's not, that seems like an, it almost seems like this is the answer. This might be why Steelers fans are freaking out. This might be the Steelers answer to the quarterback position, at least for one year as a stop gap. for me personally obviously you'd rather have the Steelers bring in Sam Darnold if you're the Steelers and if you're a Steeler fan, because he certainly can be somebody that can give more of the future. We agree that Haskins is only there for a year. It's a risk, high reward. He's very unlikely to be the future of the franchise, unless somehow he turns into the guy that had tons of talent, which maybe they're figuring Sam Darnold for me, I like him. Um, He entered the NFL with tons of hype. He's clearly not got it done since, but he's also been in a completely chaotic situation in which his head coach was even talking smack on some of the players throughout the year. So that's not a situation to try to go and win for a young quarterback without weapons, without a line. I think he could be a guy that with that that Steeler team, with their line, with those weapons, even if Juju's not there, that he could have a future and be the face of that team. Uh, Maybe not a Hall of Famer, but could get it done. But I don't think that's going to happen based on this move right now.
1: You know, the reason why, I think a lot of Steelers fans are freaking out. For that reason, you just pointed out, if Ben doesn't come back, when they're fully healthy, should they bring back Bud Dupree? That defense is still arguably the best in the league, and they've got tons of playmakers. That's a Super Bowl defense. That's probably unlikely
3: too, though. That Bud Dupree. Yeah,
1: yeah, no. And that's the big thing is the is the fact that Bud's going to garner a lot of money on the free agent market. There's going to be a team that gives him more than Pittsburgh, unless he's not
3: healthy. But yeah,
1: unless yeah no, unless for some reason he decides you know I can take a relatively team friendly deal that's still you know a little bit more than what I would usually ask for the point is Bud yeah. Dupree would be a big ass to come back in right. terms of it's more than likely not going to happen which sucks but that's what it is Mike Hilton he's kind of up in the air because they like Cam Sutton a lot and he's played he played yeah. phenomenal when Mike Hilton was was out for a while so I right. I can't imagine Mike Hilton's going to be back but having Cam Sutton kind of you know take over that role I think they're comfortable with that so it's not as if this defense is any sort of a slouch now. They would probably need to go for another pass rusher if Budapree doesn't come back because no disrespect to Alex Highsmith, but he <laughs> didn't play that well in that role. Right. So this is still a defense that's very capable at the very least of being a top five unit in the league and an offense that now, I think James Connors played his last game as a Pittsburgh Steeler. I think that's fairly evident. I think that Juju Smith, if you asked me yeah. two months ago, if Juju was going to resign, I would have said 90%. Yes, right now, I think he's probably done in Pittsburgh as well. But yeah. even with that, well, I caught
3: some flack for saying he probably wasn't back before the season. I, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I really going into too. the year and, and to be fair to Juju going into the year, I thought this was a lock deal that he wasn't coming back no matter what, because if he had a great year, he was going to want tons of money. I don't believe he needs to be in a big market, like some are saying, but I, I certainly think he wants some cash. Him and his agent mm-hmm. definitely want that. And I just think the Steelers for all their faults. I think the one thing that every fan of media of every team agrees on, The Steelers can draft wide receivers. They've Mm -hmm. proven it for 15 years. So I'm sure that even if Juju would have had a 1,500-yard season or he had a 500-yard season, and he certainly met it in the middle there with 800-plus and almost 100 catches, they would say, we can replace this production. We can have Claypool step up, maybe even better than Juju, a bigger body, similar style to Juju, and then give more looks to James Washington or do something else or draft somebody else. They're probably not losing sleep over the wide receiver position amongst everything else they have to deal with, which sucks for Juju, but he would have to, it's going to be about the money. If he's, if he's back, it's not a number one mega deal. And he chose to come back, maybe even for shorter term for a ring chance. If, if he wants a mega deal, I can't see any way he's back, especially when you look at that yards after the catch that that's why he didn't play the number one level ability. So I think he's definitely gone, but of course maybe
1: I'm wrong. In terms of the quarterback, though, that I think that I wanted for a while, make a move for Matthew Stafford. If you if Ben's well, gone, that
3: would be nice. Yes. If Ben's <laughs> gone, so
1: let's do a little bit of quick math. Sure. real Quick. If Ben's gone, he's still what a twenty-one million dollar cap hit due to his contract and whatnot. Matthew Stafford next year about a, 21 and a half, 22. Add that together, it's about $43 million, which is $2 million more than what Ben would be if he was on the roster next year. I think you can kind of scavenge that $2 million. You bite it, you bring in Matthew Stafford. I think... Matthew, Obviously, that's the best
3: move. I that's just, the that's best case scenario not, for Pittsburgh. Yeah, without
1: a doubt. For,
3: for a veteran idea, team, yeah, that's a, a that's yes. a great move. And I think Matthew Stafford has been very, very underrated over the years yeah. because it is mm-hmm. now several years people could cling to Calvin Johnson being there catching everything, and that was true early in his career. He's gotten better since Megatron's left. Well, and Megatron's been gone for years now. <laughs> I mean, Megatron <laughs> is not. He's 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 been gone for years. We're talking about Hall of Fame for Megatron. It's been done. He, he's he's gone. Mm-hmm. So they, they messed up with him the same they did with Barry Sanders. And and Matthew Stafford's numbers are still there. It doesn't appear that that's happening in any way in terms of him even leaving to Detroit, even though there's rumors mm-hmm. about him with the Niners or the Patriots or other teams. If I was him, I don't know if the Steelers are my number one team I want to go to. I'd maybe want to try San Fran again because they just yeah. last year were in the Super Bowl. That might be more of where I'd want to go. The Steelers certainly would be an option with the weapons. It doesn't appear. He, if I had to bet it, I don't think he's going anywhere. The only tea leaves to read from what I'm hearing around, around lions camp is that his wife is kind of causing some waves that that might be the only thing that gets him out of there. Um, But she's doing work to try to help his career really, because he (laughs) needs to, he needs to actually follow the script of somebody who just retired. Phillip rivers waited too long to get out And, and he might end up in the hall of fame anyway, but he waited too long to get out. Matthew Stafford needs to get out a lot quicker. And even though they have a new coach who people want to run through the wall for they're still rebuilding he, he he needs to get out of there while he's still in his prime I just don't see it happening and I don't see the Steelers doing that if I don't think they're going to bring in Darnold I don't know how they do they would they would bring in Stafford that would be multiple that would be a Watson type of deal probably even at that I, level
2: right I think Jared might be dreaming a little bit but it's okay because it's it's almost well it is the off season for Steelers so it's uh it's it's a fun time to dream but yeah it's you know it's uh <laughs> yeah that's, that's the dream scenario, no doubt um, I think for
3: Steeler fans sure. Yeah.
2: but either way, I mean we, we can Jerry you can you and I could talk about this with uh, Benjamin Raven coming up when yeah, we can. coming up yeah. next uh, for the Lions yeah. report but it's he, Matthew Stafford does need to get out of there. I think if, if he wanted to go to Pittsburgh, that would be great for him. He has great. a Super Bowl defense. He can make we've seen it throughout his whole career. he can make anybody around him look good. And he right. definitely would have the talent around him in Pittsburgh. So it's going to be interesting this off season. I mean, it, as a
1: Steelers fan, like, yeah. As much as I would love to have like a Zach Wilson or somebody, I would rather get a guy who you can win with now and mm-hmm. focus on now, right. than try to build for the future when you still got a great defense there. So right. Right. I don't know. Well, that's what well,
3: Kevin Colbert said last year going into the draft. That's the weirdest thing that it almost seems like they flipped their script a little bit or now what they're doing, where they're looking for low risk, build to the future, mm-hmm. but still try to win now. Kind of quasi. We're not sure what the hell we're doing really mm-hmm. type of thing. <laughs> Whereas last year they made it very clear. We are trying to win right now. Right now is the concern. And they did act that way, and they acted that way for several years. That's Minka was not just a one-year rental. People upset at the time. That was for the long term, especially with his contract. Right. But it now doesn't appear that that's as much of their their concern. It almost appears they're trying to walk the wire of we need to worry about the future as well as wing now, which honestly... You know, for Steelers fans, this, I think, is the issue. When you start 11-0, you have a veteran team, you think you have a chance this year, and then you lose in the first round to a team that you shouldn't have lost to, certainly shouldn't have lost the way you you lost to them. This was the year the schedule had been built towards. The Steelers had been working towards this season with Ben finally healthy. The moves haven't been made. Minka there for a year or so. TJ at an elite level. This was the year, and even who they brought in with Claypool being so good so quickly, and they basically squandered it. So now they missed the year where they could have w- gone in win now mode and then build. And if they would have even have got to the AFC title game this year, even though they don't win it all, I think people would have been okay if they kind of were looking to rebuild this year. But they just totally wasted the year of what should have been a deep playoff run they haven't had now for four or five years. So it, now it, you're in a weirdness. That's the weirdness. Um, <laughs> and I'd also love to talk for you to talk to a, to a Lions reporter about the whole Kevin Colbert thing, too. Because I will tell you that was maybe the most surprising story of the entire off season for me, for the Steelers. He obviously is still with Pittsburgh. He did not go to Detroit. I do understand that him and his family, his kids actually were born in Detroit. He has that connection of working with the lions franchise in the nineties, yeah. but even talking to his daughter before camp last year, a lot of people were around Kevin Colbert were saying that if he did anything, it was leaning towards retirement, that he probably wasn't going to be around football that long. He wanted to have one more run and then retire. They didn't get that run this year despite building to it. So to go to Detroit despite your roots being there, that is an incredible challenge. That is a five-year-long job to build up despite Stafford being there. That seemed like not a job for somebody that was thinking about retiring a year ago. So that was surprising that there were even rumors unless they weren't totally legit. I don't cover the Lions. Mm -hmm. But he's not there. It didn't happen for them. But that was probably the most surprising thing of a move that didn't happen, and even Tomlin didn't sound like he was thrilled or was that aware of that? He kind of came off a little surprised that that he, he thought he was going to be talking to chemical Colbert the next day. And he, he didn't think that that would phone call would get canceled because he no longer is working with the Steelers. So mm-hmm. he's still with Pittsburgh, which I think is also a blessing for the Steelers. And I have to regroup the entire front office when you're trying right. in, in this weirdness of a year, but that was surprising yep. to me. So I'm interested to hear if that was legit news or that was kind of made up news because you're never too sure these days. And that was so swiftly thrown away so quickly there, there was smoke. There felt like there was fire, honestly, but it didn't end up happening. So
0: maybe
1: yep. there well, wasn't there. It's the what 21st day of 2021. And already I'm sad about the Pittsburgh Steelers and what it is <laughs> and what is to come. <laughs> Mike J. Asty, mate, we appreciate you coming on as Absolutely. always. We will talk to you very soon, my friend.
3: Absolutely. Thanks, man. Thanks, All Mike. Right, guys. All right. No problem.
1: All right, and that is Mike J. Asti, 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. Anybody who listens to Pittsburgh Sports Radio, you know who that man is. So, Kurt, it's uh, – I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it's you okay, know, buddy. It,
2: it's okay. You know what? It's coming, coming from a, a guy who has grown up through heartache and bad times and a horrible football team. It gets better. You know what? You deserve to lose a little bit because you know what? Buffalo has suffered. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record in his entire time with the Steelers as a head coach. I'm not rooting for the Steelers to be bad because I don't think they will be. They have a great defense. But you know what? It's okay. It's all right. It's okay to struggle sometimes, Jared. You come out stronger.
1: Last time the Steelers had a losing record, 2003, they went 6-10 and, and landed one Ben Roethlisberger in the NFL draft. So I haven't really... I don't really remember the O3 season that well. I think I was what <laughs> uh, five at the time, turning five that year. So yeah, it's um look, I had a great week last week as Randy Fiechner was not brought back. <laughs> and then this gets dumped on me. This being a fan of this team is is hard sometimes. And now apparently it's you know, Matt Canada hasn't officially been hired yet. That's a story that's still breaking. So We don't know who's going to be the offensive coordinator. Talks of Hugh Jackson potentially being the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh. So there's a lot that needs, that needs fixed on the offensive side of the ball. So yeah, we'll see what happens, but I always appreciate Mike J. Asty coming on and joining us talking some Pittsburgh sports with us. Uh, We will have Benjamin Raven coming up next to talk Detroit with us because dan campbell just gave the most just <laughs> i don't know
2: words to it for it i want to no, i want to see was... i want to see benjamin's uh reaction to it because i don't i didn't know what to make of it
1: i didn't either but he will be joining us up next stay with us this is laces out welcome I'm... back to laces out jared bailey kurt homiser with you being joined now by our good friend detroit lions beat writer benjamin raven Ben, today was quite the day over in Detroit. That was the most interesting press conference for a new head coach that I can remember. Are you ready to get up and bite somebody's kneecap? My goodness, yeah. He was. Uh, that was. Uh,
0: that was the longest, most entertaining, most fired up press conference I've ever been a part of. I still don't have an accurate reaction.
2: For for anybody that's listening that that didn't quite listen to the to the interview here, I do have a, a little part of it so i'll read it to you if anybody wants to run through a brick wall here we go from dan campbell at his press conference welcoming you know he's he's the new detroit lions head coach let's go we're fired up he says we're gonna kick you in the teeth and when you punch us back we're gonna smile at you and when you knock us down we're gonna get up and on the way up we're gonna bite your kneecap off Mm, guys if that doesn't fire you up i don't know what will
1: that's such a weird analogy that like i get what you're going for that was a weird way of putting it but that, let's bite some kneecaps anyway what do you think of the hire ben because um, there was a few names kind of swirling around detroit we didn't really know dan campbell kind of emerged as you know one of those guys that you're kind of i don't want to say late because it seems like he's the one that they kind of wanted from the jump but what do you think of the hire uh obviously it can't get much worse than Matt patricia so anything is <laughs> right now is an upgrade so what do you think I mean, I think you've got to
0: try to look at it in a positive light right now because it's so easy to be negative with it. You know, he's a non-player caller. He's so on and so forth. He's not the sexiest name in the world. It's not an exciting hire. But, I mean, I think the one thing that's clear is that the Detroit Lions got the person they were looking for. Like, I mean, they got their guy, and they didn't confirm the deal or not. But if that six-year deal is accurate, I mean, they've got some faith in him too. And, I mean – it's funny looking back to that 2015 season because Dan Campbell was like the feel-good story of that year for Mm -hmm. like three weeks, taking over as the youngest coach. Everybody could still remember him as a player and just flash forward to now. It's just a, it's just an interesting situation. I mean, the Aaron Glenn hire his defensive coordinator, I think is the most optimism inducing part of the day. I mean, it's going to be all about who he gets as his coordinators and finds his groove as a head coach and gets this thing under wraps.
2: I think the thing that you pointed out too, that, could make this the most interesting thing is if it is six years, you're saying, all right, we got full faith in you because we are locked in for, for quite a long time. That's, I mean, that's a big commitment for a guy that's never, you know, he was the interim head coach with the, with the dolphins, but he's never been, you know, the head coach. So, you know, he he was with the, with the saints last year, the, the past few seasons. And like you said, Ben, I mean, he's never had the full responsibility of play calling and, to kind of throw them into a team like Detroit that's had their struggles and maybe isn't the most complete team, it's it's a big ask and it's mm-hmm. a it's a big task for for anybody really. And if he can you know pull it off, if he can impress and win some games next year, the, the Lions are going to be looking like geniuses, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, I I just want to put the best part about it from my perspective is just the honesty like mm-hmm. I mean I you, you follow the Bill Belichick coaching tree those aren't the most open coaches in the world I mean Dan Campbell was openly saying yeah the offense has a lot more pieces than defense here in Detroit like even that <laughs> level of like honesty you would never get from a Matt Patricia type or something so it was kind of like all right, this guy's going to level with us. He's not going to mm-hmm. bull crap me every step of the way. At least, you know, there's something yep. to work with here. I'm going to ask a question about the team. I might get an answer
1: back. <laughs> so, and he even said to start with a press conference, like, Hey, I'm not going to bore you with all this BS <laughs> jargon. I know you guys don't <laughs> want to hear that here. I, I loved every second of it and Straight
2: shooter. I like it.
1: Yeah, no, man. This is something that I think Detroit needed and, you know, going forward, obviously there's still some question marks. Um, and a few of those kind of fall at the feet of the quarterback position. We just got done talking to Mike Astey, 93.7, the fan of Pittsburgh. Um, you know, obviously, as a Steeler fan, my dream scenario is that the Steelers give up the boat and get Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously that uh, there's another player in this, and that is the Detroit Lions. That is Matthew Stafford how did you know we talked to you a little bit ago you said that maybe it would be good for both parties involved if they're going to do another rebuild why not just give Matthew Stafford a chance to win somewhere else uh are your feelings still the same on that do you think he's back next year I'm kind of like very convinced he's back next season like I'm just feeling
0: that in my gut just kind of that's the gut feeling here and just kind of I mean the contract isn't a nightmare anymore like it's the 13th Mm -hmm. or 14th most expensive quarterback contract in the league and honestly, this is the last deal. That's not a avoidable year in the contract. So Matthew Stafford for one year versus Matthew Stafford for zero years. I think that's kind of an easy choice for a new coach and new GM. I mean, whether they take a quarterback seventh overall or not, I mean, Matthew Stafford's a pretty sweet guy to have with that rookie.
2: (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. And you know, you you just said new GM too. Let's talk about that new GM because this is big. I mean, you come in The keys are yours. The the mansion is yours. Do what you want with it. And there's some work to be done. Uh, You know, I think, I think Detroit does have a nice, nice few pieces. I mean, if you stick with Matthew Stafford, you have your quarterback. That's the most important position. Mm -hmm. You know, they got, they got some decent pieces on defense, but still a lot of holes to be fixed there. Uh, What are you thinking on on, on Brad Holmes? Is he going to be, the guy is he going to be able to fix this team probably not overnight but is he going to be able to fix this team in the next three to five years
0: right i mean the important thing to lead conversations like this are myself like the detroit lions did not know who brett holmes was a month ago (laughs) everything i've read everything i've studied up everything i've heard him say others say i I think it's i mean it feels like a great heart the guy's draft Mm -hmm. reputation speaks for itself i mean and just hearing him talk and just it's just it's just another era of honesty and openness and just kind of like respect kind of coming through both sides of the conversation here. I mean, I think the Brad Holmes, I think he's got a great chance to do it. I mean, you look at his draft picks, his ability to build defenses in those mid to later rounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he, he likes, he's been a part of a lot of running back choices and that's scaring some people off here after two second mm-hmm. rounders in three years. But I mean, that's uh, just, his ability to build the defense in those mid to later rounds, like I said, and the simple fact that he took Aaron Donald and not Eric Ebron in the NFL draft. Yes. well.
2: <laughs> that, that's so. something to remember because, you know, the he, he's been with the Rams since they were back in St. Louis. He's, he's been with the Rams and it's, it, it you know, we look at the Rams and we say they haven't picked in the first round and it seems like forever and they're still winning games. They're finding the, mid to late round gems and you know he wasn't the the head GM in Los Angeles and St. Louis at the time but he was in there I mean he was a scout he was with the team for a long long time so he's got to have some experience he's got to have some words of wisdom that he can bring with him to Detroit here
0: no absolutely I mean just I mean they've built their roster obviously and I mean through trading and a lot of players like that around golf but I mean those mid rounds they've hit in offense and defense and the college Mm -hmm. scouting director for eight years and I mean you look at that team and they're finding guys where other teams aren't Mm
1: -hmm. yeah now now back to the the contract talks obviously Kenny Galladay's contract is up Marvin Jones's contract is up what are they going to do in terms of those two guys and if they can't get either one or both of them back what are they going to do at receiver
0: yeah that's a great question I mean obviously (laughs) another fantastic receiver draft so it's the question of do you take one of the top guys or you get value in the second or third rounds Uh, on a guy that might be a starter on day one too. Uh, But the Kenny Galladay situation, my optimism in returning to Detroit is still high, but it's gone down every single week since training camp. Easily, I can say that. Marvin Jones, maybe three weeks ago, I would say no chance he returns. But if the Lions hire James Urban as their offensive coordinator, him and most of have already been tweeting back and forth about that. He was their receivers coach when they were together in Cincinnati. So there could be something still salvageable with uh, Marvin Jones there, but uh, I still expect Kenny Galladay to be back. It's just uh it's a weird situation and a new GM and a new coach coming in, you know, there's not an existing relationship there. Sure. Kenny said he wants to be there, but uh, you know, it's a, I mean, he's going to command a big payday. So right, there's a, right. there's a lot to talk about.
2: I, I think this is a, uh, this might be quietly a fun offseason for the Detroit Lions, because the, the Lions are never really in the news when it comes to, you know, the big names or the big trades. But, you know, you, you even said it with, with the, the new head coach and the new GM They They seem like straight shooters. They're not going to mess around. Who says they don't come in and just say, let's let's fix this thing and let's make a big move. Let's whether that be a free agent, whether that be a big trade Why not? Because they need to, you know, shoot some life into this organization, I think.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are pieces on the offensive side of the ball, when factoring Kenny Galladay into the equation, a lot to like. I mean, with the Stafford, Galladay, Swift, Hawkinson combination, the offensive line feels good moving forward. But you look at that defense, and I think Mm -hmm. that's uh, (laughs) that's the worst defense in the league by Mm -hmm. a country mile if you don't do (laughs) a ton to that defense. I mean – And I mean, I, I respect Dan Campbell for straight up saying that today. I mean, I like a lot of pieces here, obviously a lot more on the offense side of the ball than the defensive (laughs) side of the ball. And I mean, that's the easiest way to put it. I mean, it's all about the defense here. I mean, they could bring back Stafford for another run franchise tag Galladay, and bring back Marvin Jones. And that offense is still going to be a pretty darn good offense in the NFC, but this team isn't going anywhere until that defense gets a (laughs) facelift. And I think they know that. And I think that's what they're (laughs) shooting for here in this draft here. I mean, you look back at what L.A. did. I've already said it a couple of times. I mean, I kind of expect the Lions to – they won't go all in like Carolina did last year, but
1: it should be a pretty defensive heavy draft. Come Yeah. And sitting at number seven, I mean, they're going to have – I mean, if they decided to say that they're going to have their choice of guys, whether it be Michael Parsons from Penn State, um, whether it be if they wanted to go secondary and try to get a guy like Caleb Farley if he's still there. I mean, there's going to be guys wherever they would want in terms of where they would pick. Um obviously the rush defense wasn't the greatest last year, Ben. Um, so um that could be an area of focus. Um I'm starting to kind of think that's the direction that they're gonna go, is somewhere in the front seven. Oh, the defensive line needs a ton of work.
0: I mean, Romeo Quara is a pending free agent. Trey Flowers is coming off of his second injury shortened season in Detroit. I mean, they need some they need an edge rusher, they need an interior defender. I've seen the kid from Alabama rising up some boards lately, and I think that would be an ideal fit. I mean because Danny Shelton isn't your answer in the middle of your defense. And right now he is their answer in the middle of their defense. And it obviously didn't work too well last year. Then you got to start to ask questions. What's this defense going to be? I mean, it was a pretty, it was the Patriots defense last year. I don't think it'll be that (laughs) next year. I mean, it was three, four, do or die, no matter what press man coverage, 80% of the time. So, I mean, it's, I mean, this was a defense built to tailor to those needs and it failed at that. So it's going to be a, (laughs) What, what do you? I mean, yeah, I, they, I think you're right. A defensive line. I mean, but then they need about seven new linebackers. And how do you feel about <laughs> Jeff Okuda there too? This is just like <laughs> <laughs> if,
1: if they were to get Michael Parsons at seven, mm-hmm. and then Christian Barmore, the nose tackle from Alabama, yeah. early in the second round, because that's kind of where he's kind of projected as you know late first, early second. And watch this happen: a homecoming for Andomican Sue. Maybe <laughs> plug him in there for <laughs> a year. <laughs> why not? Right. How about Dan Campbell? He played with Dan Campbell for a season. Exactly. See, We're starting (laughs) to make those connections. So (laughs) no, there's definitely things that they can do and we'll see if they can make those connections. But um, we can focus on your division a little bit more, buddy, because uh, the Green Bay Packers are in the NFC championship game. The first home game that they've had in this round in the Aaron Rodgers era, which is kind of crazy to say. Um, (laughs) What do you what do you think going into this weekend? Because um, Tampa Bay they've kind of come alive down the strategy. They've won what six consecutive games games. Um, what do you think right now? Because green Bay's hot. Still feeling the Packers. I'm, I'm sticking with those Packers until they give
0: me a reason not to, I think that's the best mm-hmm. team in the NFC head and shoulders. And um yeah. Playing in Green Bay. I mean, that's Aaron Rodgers doesn't need any motivation, but playing his first NFC championship game in yeah. Green Bay at the age of 39, I feel that's like that's so weird. freaking firing.
2: Like That's this is so weird happening. that he's never yeah. had a home NFC championship right. game, but I, 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 I mean, I
0: hate to play into those sports cliches, but it really feels like something that he would be juiced up for, you know, yeah. and kind of mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah, throwing definitely. Ball at a terrifying now, rate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, now the real question, the most important question, who's coming out of the AFC, Ben? Who's coming Fight. out of the AFC? The fighting Chad Hennies? No, no, no. <laughs> come on, Ben. If you want to come back on this show, you better answer this the correctly. fighting Chad Hennies.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start a petition on <laughs> petition.org that Kansas City changes their team name to the fighting Chad Hennies and the logo is him diving for the first down. Yeah. That would be phenomenal. But Ben, as always, my friend, always appreciate your insight from that side of the NFC North we'll talk to you again soon we'll talk to you soon thank you all
2: right thanks ben all right buddy
1: oh what a guy and what a hire for the detroit lions dan campbell (sighs) breaking kneecaps
2: and breaking and eating kneecaps out there dan campbell a glorious glorious picture to paint i love it i love it it's uh you know this is like i said i really think their their front office needs to look at this team this offseason and say we need to put some juice into this team because they have been the same, just stagnant team for I don't even know how long. But when was the last time they made the playoffs? It's been 2015,
1: 2016.
2: Yeah, it was that one year they were one and done, but it was. It's been a while, and they need they need some juice. Make a trade, make a big signing, do something to kind of revive this team and say, Matt Stafford, we want you, we believe in you, we want to help you, so we're going to give you the tools to do it.
1: You know, if I'm a Steeler if I'm the Steelers, you know I know that the Lions need some help up front. And I'm saying, look, we will give you our first. You can keep your first. We'll <laughs> give you our first. We'll give you our third, our fourth, our second next year, our third Jeez. next year. Stefan to it. Give My us goodness.
2: My goodness. My
1: goodness. I want Matthew. St- Matthew Stafford what? <laughs> 32, 33. He still got 5, 6 good years left in him. I want Matthew Stafford. I want Matthew Stafford very badly. That would, make my, that would make my heart whole if they were to make a movie. And look, give them a boatload of draft picks. Let them keep their first this year so they can keep – I mean, they're kind of entering a rebuild right now. If they trade Stafford, that's pretty much evident. If you give them an, an extra first-round pick, then that kind of garners, okay, well, let's see. If we want to take a quarterback, we'll just take either – You know, if Trey Lance is there, all right, we've got our guy of the future, hopefully, and we can still take somebody defensively with this, uh, the other first round pick. And then our early second round pick will take another guy. And we've got, got Stefan to it, a very formidable defensive lineman and a bunch hmm. of picks. There's hmm. no loser in this situation, Kurt.
2: I, I'm just, I'm not one. I'm not one for just giving away all those draft picks because they're so important. You you look at, look at a team. Okay. This is well, back. What? Maybe two years ago, we were talking about these Rams and all these draft picks. They were trading. And we were like, these guys are done. They'll never, they'll never, they're screwed for the future. They're trading away all their draft picks. Now, you know, they proved us wrong, but that's not, that's not the same thing for every single team. You know, I think if Pittsburgh trades, let's say they, they do what you're saying. Let's say they hired Jared Bailey as the new GM. He says, I'll give mm. you a boatload of draft picks. What are you going to do when Matt Stafford is, you know, 36, 37 years old, he's going downhill. He's not playing like the way he is yes go ahead I
1: said I would give them picks this year and next year after that it's it's open okay okay fine. but
2: still but still you need those draft picks because even if you have a 35 year old Matt Stafford that's that's playing well what if there's a quarterback that you just absolutely love and you could have had but you traded away that draft pick and you could have had then you trade somebody else Matt to get Stafford. that pick <laughs> then you're just screwing <laughs> your team down the road even further
1: it's just a never-ending snowball yes. effect of trades and hoping to fix everything.
2: Sure. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you a first that's round all pick the this year. You, so you trade into the first round and then you say, I'll give you my first round pick next year. And then the next year comes around and you say, I'll give you my first round pick next year. That, that's Yeah, no, that's it's your just mindset. a never-ending cycle. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. That's that's why you no, won't be realis- hired as a GM.
1: Realistically, spe- realistically <laughs> speaking, though, this is a team that can win now. Yes. If yes. given the right quarterback. Dwayne Haskins isn't the right quarterback. Mason Rudolph sure as hell isn't the right quarterback. Nope. He played great against Cleveland. That was one game. Dwayne Haskins hasn't looked good a game in his life in terms of being in the NFL. Ben, I, I think in a weird way, the way that Drew Brees went out, he's going to go out. That should tell Ben, okay, you know what? Going out on a bad note doesn't do anything to my legacy. If Drew's going to do it, Phillips retiring. Why not complete the trio and go out with him? <laughs> You've got absolutely nothing else to prove. You are one of only 12 quarterbacks to win two Super Bowls. You've made it to three. I don't know how many have made it to three or more off the top of my head, but I know it's not a big number. He's got – and even coming into this year, there are plenty of people saying the Steelers are going to be horrible. Ben wasn't going to play well at all. And then he he, he came within one touchdown of breaking his career high for a season. He threw 10 interceptions, which was near – his one more than his career low for a full season. He's got nothing else to prove and Pittsburgh needs to focus on the future and get somebody who can win now a veteran that can win now who's very good and Matthew Stafford is that and I want it I want it very badly because it (laughs) seems like the Sam Darnold ship has sailed in New York and uh, I I, I very much want now don't get me wrong if they were to draft a guy that I like whether it be Lance or by the grace of God somehow they get Zach Wilson I'll shut up about it I won't care but
2: so what? last year's offseason, it was all about, I want J.K. Dobbins. This, year, this year's offseason, it's oh, all yeah, about, yeah, yeah. I want Matt Stafford. Yes. All right, yes. we got it. Yes. We understand. what it's
1: about, yes. And you know <laughs> so, what? I was proven wrong because Chase Claypool is phenomenal, and I'm sorry I ever got mad that they drafted him because he's done wonders for this team, and I'm very, very happy that they have him. So, yeah, this is going to be the, the, uh, the offseason of Stafford.
2: Can't wait for that. at least
1: until April, whenever, you know, whenever we do have Ben's answer, whether he's coming back mm-hmm. or not. And if he is coming back, then obviously that won't happen, but yeah, it's going to be, um, it's going to be an intriguing, intriguing time to be a Steelers fan for the next few months. But um coming up next NFL insider, Benjamin Albright will break down all the news from around the NFL. Stick with us. This is Laces Out. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Laces Out. Jerry Bailey, Kurt Homiser here. Joined now by NFL insider extraordinaire, Benjamin Albright. Ben, there is a lot going on right now, as there usually is, but the story that kind of stole the day, Dwayne Haskins heading to Pittsburgh on a one-year deal. It's a deal I didn't see coming, especially as a Steelers fan. What did you make of the deal? Um, And, you know, can you kind of talk some Steelers fans down a little bit? Because I know that there's a bunch of them who uh, were were crying bloody murder at
4: this. Why were they crying bloody murder? That doesn't seem like something to be out of me. uh-oh you know yeah. um, isn't that an improvement uh, haskins potential an, an improvement on uh, uh mason rudolph and you know and duck hodges and all that nonsense they trotted out there the last couple of years probably so you know at the end of the day I, you know i i don't see why you'd be upset about that i you bring him in it's a one-year deal if you don't if it doesn't work out doesn't work out it's, anybody back. I mean, they're not pursuing other quarterbacks in the draft or you know looking for another successor to ben roethlisberger it just means they've got the cojones to explore uh, all options
2: definitely yeah we we uh we got the chat with mike Asti earlier uh from from uh pittsburgh sports radio so he had some nice words to, to calm jared down a little bit so yeah steelers fans it's okay <laughs> relax it's a one-year deal there's really no risk um but you know, we 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 could, we talked about the Steelers a little bit earlier here, but but Benjamin, I want to get your take on the head coaches because it seems like we're uh, we're almost there. We're we're one team away from from all teams having their head coaches now, and Houston's that that one odd team out. They they don't have their head coach yet. They don't have their guy yet, and. It's not the most attractive position. It's not the most attractive team, but uh what do you what are you kind of hearing their their favorites or, or who they want for their for their new head coach going forward? Uh oh. We lost Benjamin Raven.
1: Uh oh. <laughs> Benjamin Benjamin, Benjamin Yeah. We all said right. the wrong Ben. This isn't good. We, uh, all right.
4: Oh, okay. there he is! Oh, well, he came back. That was weird. That was so weird.
2: <laughs> That's all right. We we didn't hear you from the start. So if you just want to start uh, over here, what what are we what's uh, what's going on in Houston here? Because Houston's got a problem. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. Are you got you ready? Sorry, I, uh, yeah.
2: We're good. We're good. Okay. Yeah, we're just want me to start talking or? Sure. Go
4: for it. Okay. Uh, yeah. With Houston, I think. Um, uh, Leslie Frazier and Eric Biennium, I think, are the leaders in the clubhouse. I think – and, and it, it speaks to why I think Houston hasn't hired their guy yet because their guy or their guys are still in the playoffs. Right. Um, so, you know, I think that – I think it's going to be one of those two. I, I had a slight lean to Eric Biennium, but that was uh, about a month ago before they'd hired Nick Casario uh, back when they were still trying to get Omar Khan um as the guy now I, I don't know again I what the latest developments are on that as of the last 48 hours but um I, I think it's going to be probably one of those two um and that's you know and it, that's that's probably where that winds up I know everybody's concerned about the Deshaun Watson thing I don't think he's going anywhere uh, I think it's just you know sports talk fodder in the down Whoa. season in the, in the segments so
1: okay so that's That's news because everybody's putting him on their favorite team or somewhere in the rest of the league. You don't think he's going anywhere at all? Tell us why.
4: Well, to say this, the, the same thing these guys were doing this time last year when they were trying to trade Russell Wilson to every team in town. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, it, 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 teams don't get rid of teams don't get rid of franchise quarterbacks like that. Now, if you're at the end of the career or coming off an injury or something, that's one thing. But uh, you know, you don't you don't get rid of a top top ten quarterback, you know, in his prime on the front end of a mega deal that he just right. signed. You know, I, I think that uh, when you look at what this spat boils down to, which is high-quality players versus the team chaplain, I, I think you know which side's going to lose there.
2: Yeah, 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 no doubt. I, I think it's it's a fun talking point. I mean, it's fun, you know, if it's the off season, once the offseason rolls around, I'm sure it'll heat up even more. But I'm with you. I, I think Houston would be dumb to trade them, but we've seen them make some dumb trades in the past. So, you know, Bill O'Brien's gone, but um, – you know, we can we can shift to some playoff talk now because we haven't really talked too much about the playoffs here. So Ben, I want to get your take on. You know, we got we got four teams left here, and I think I think I could be wrong, but I think you did predict the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs would meet in the AFC Championship. Am I right?
4: You are. I uh, nailed it on the AFC side, and then couldn't have been more wrong on the NFC side. So uh, <laughs> the universe finds ways to itself out, I guess. Uh, yeah, I had, uh, I had the Saints and Seahawks in the NFC, and that mm. obviously uh, did not happen. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think Kansas City and Buffalo were pretty, pretty obvious to me as the two best teams in the AFC. I think they're a tier above, and uh, I don't think there's anybody else that's really particularly close after them. I think there's a, a month kind of middle of teams after that. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think it's going to be a good matchup. You know, even with maybe a, a hobbled Mahomes, I still think it's going to be a good matchup. I thought it was a good game the last time. Um, you know, these teams just match up well with each other, and so uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that game quite a bit.
1: We look at Kurt's Buffalo Bills because for for all of Kurt's Josh Allen hype over the past two years, it's finally come to fruition, and he's had a phenomenal season. He's in the MVP conversation for a reason. What has been, you know, obviously, you know, Jordan Palmer and everything, but Buffalo Bills. It seems that their defense has also come to life a little bit. If even if Mahomes does plays, what are the odds that they go in and pull off the upset in Arrowhead?
4: I think it's possible. Uh, I wouldn't call it probable, but I think it's possible. Uh, but like I said, especially <laughs> with the limited pat Mahomes uh in there buffalo's gonna have to figure out how to run the football that, that's gonna be you know that's gonna be a part of it you're gonna have to figure out a way the, the, the way the kansas city wants to play they want you to keep your foot on the gas they want you to keep throwing because that's going to give them more opportunities and they're a higher percentage team to score it looks like the teams that have come close the teams that have beat kansas city the blueprint kind of is uh run the ball shorten the game a little bit play defense, uh, and then turn those times a couple goals and you you have a shot there at the end. And so, you know, I think if Buffalo could kind of play that style of football, I'm not saying they need to go all the way back to the nineties and, you know, play Marty ball, but they do need to <laughs> slow the game down a little bit. Um, you know, and take away some possessions from Kansas City. That's, that's – Kansas City wins because they force you to keep your foot on the gas, which only benefits them. You take your foot right. off the gas and kind uh, of slow the game down, and they, they get slowed down too. Look at the second Denver-Kansas City game. Denver had no business being in that game, but, you know, ended up being a very close game. They could have won. Uh, they had the ball there at the end because they ran the ball well and they played bend-don't-break defense and kept, uh, you know, kept turning those touchdowns into field goals.
2: Yeah, definitely. It and wouldn't you, be
1: a Kansas City Chiefs uh, playoff appearance if we didn't mention Marty Schottenheimer and Marty Ball. So, Kurt, continue. <laughs> right. of, of course. course, of
2: course.
4: It's, uh, it's, it's required by the
2: Yes, yes, I, I think you're right there. Um, but, no, I, I think – I mean, like you said, a, a hobbled Patrick Mahomes is still better than 90% of the quarterbacks in this league. I mean, it's I, – I think the, the Chiefs are still – you know, as, as a Bills fan, I say the Bills are a favorite, but they're, these two teams are completely, completely similar. I mean, head to toe, every position group, you can pretty much make an argument either way. And it's going to be a battle. I think it'll be a high-scoring game, but we can flip it over to the NFC side here. Um, ben, I I, I want to, you know, get your take because it's, it's Tom Brady. He's, uh, he's, you know, he's on the Buccaneers now. He, he's back in the championship weekend game. These Bucks have been very inconsistent all year, but it seems like they're kind of clicking at the right time. You know, the, the final stretch of the year here, they're getting it going. Uh, playoffs bring out a different animal and all quarterbacks, all p- uh, position players. So where are you leaning here on the uh, NFC side of things?
4: Well, it's a tough one. Um, I give the edge to the Packers because I think they're a more complete team and they're at home. Um but, you know, this is interesting to me because you've got the two, you've got the future of football in the AFC side. You've kind of got the past over here in the NFC side, of the uh-huh. quarterback position. And it's really interesting to me because I, I think Aaron Rodgers needs this game more, I, I think, to cement his legacy, you know, yeah. because Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, for a while, for a long time it's been, well, he had bad defenses, he couldn't get there, you know, that kind of thing. But you get to the point now where the defense is all right. In fact, it's carriage in some games. So – um, I, you know, I think that Aaron Rodgers needs this one. I think he needs to win this one to kind of cement that legacy, and uh, you know, and, and, and really kind of finalize that Hall of Fame bid for himself. Tom Brady's a, a stone cold a lock for the Hall of Fame. He's won a bunch of championships, and I think he proved his point this year by going down to Tampa, and you know, and, and taking the Bucks to the NFC Championship, whereas Bill Belichick didn't even make the playoffs. So I think that point is pretty much proven now. I, I think the question for this game is Aaron Rodgers' legacy. I think the Packers win this one, but you know, I. I've never bet money against Tom
1: Brady. I already bet money against Tom Brady, and I'm very nervous about it. But <laughs> it, does, it does feel like Aaron Rodgers' year, though, doesn't it? I mean, through all the turmoil that 2020 brought us in terms of, obviously, the pandemic and whatnot, the non-traditional non-traditional offseason, they trade up for a quarterback in the first round when everybody was begging for a receiver. And all Aaron Rodgers does is go and have the best season of his career, 48 touchdowns, threw more touchdowns than the team punted, throughout the year, which is a stat that blows my mind every time I say it.
2: So sort did of the Buffalo want. it's okay. Don't continue, please.
1: I think I mean Dream Scenario, we get, you know, Aaron Rodgers and either Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes against each other in the Super Bowl. Regardless, that's going to be phenomenal. I would love to see Aaron Rodgers get ring number two and just kind of kind of shut up everybody who's been on him for it for the past decade or so.
2: I, I think I'm with you there. I think yeah, he d- I- he absolutely deserves it. Go ahead, Ben.
4: No, no, no. You were, you're right. I think that's exactly what you were going to say. The same thing I was going to say is that I think he does. I think he, I, I hate to use the term "deserves" in football, you know, because nobody deserves anything. Right. But um, right. yeah, I, I think Aaron Rodgers. I think they used that one guy. I think if it wasn't going to be breeze you know, you kind of had to pull for rogers in the sense that you know you hope one of these guys gets one on the way out.
2: I think so. I'm with you there. I, I think you know. This is this is new territory for me as a, as a Bills fan. I I don't know how to react on a championship <laughs> Sunday when my team is still in, but it's it's fun territory to be in, and I I, I you know I'm exactly very...
1: how to react, Kurt. You know exactly I- what to do. You're gonna squirt you're gonna squirt each other with mustard and ketchup, throw each other through some on fire tables and have a hell of a time because that's what if, Buffalo does.
2: If it was a normal year, maybe. But I think we'll be a little bit more relaxed this year, especially since it's an away game. It's an arrowhead. So uh Fair. Bill's mafia might be a little bit more relaxed, but probably not a probably not a lot. Just wear your mask. Fair enough. But
1: Benjamin Albright, we don't wanna to- cause you to get into a car accident as you're talking to us so we appreciate you joining us as always my friend we'll see you in a few days down in Mobile for the senior bowl we appreciate you
4: all guys looking forward to it
1: thanks ben all right that's benjamin albright always gracious with his time for us always fun having him on
2: always fun Yeah driving home and everything he even gives us his time while he's in the car so we appreciate that some technical difficulties but uh, excuse me but that's okay we're in the uh we prevailed era we're in the era of zoom so that's kind of how how things go nowadays
1: i can't wait to tell our children one day how zoom became the way that we lived life for a year and a half it's going to be <laughs> a
2: phenomenal story to sit down and tell one god, god just hopefully it ends soon so that we can start laughing about it well maybe not laughing but reminiscing yeah, about <laughs>
1: but uh re- yeah <laughs> I see what you were trying to say, though. But my friend, we've got two games this weekend that are going to decide who heads to the Super Bowl, yes. and I'm very hopeful that it is. I'm very hopeful that your Buffalo Bills are one of them. We can dive into this Sunday on the pregame show, which we will do as always. But uh, until then, where can they find you on Twitter?
2: You guys can find me at Kurt K U R T Hamisser H A U M E S S E R eighty eight. It is a fun time, Bills Mafia. It is a new time. And uh, it's it's a good time, and times are looking up. Even I don't want to say it because I have confidence. I think I do think the Bills will win this weekend. But if not, this team is in the right direction. This team is heading in the right direction. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Why not? Twenty twenty is weird enough. The Buffalo Bills could be Super Bowl champions. Let's do it. Jared, where can they find you on Twitter? Oh,
1: first of all, that would be the most twenty twenty thing of all <laughs> if the Buffalo Bills were to win a Super Bowl. How about that? But uh, you can find me on Twitter at J NFL senior bowl coverage all week. We finally made yes. it. Um, so you can catch me daily reports, especially Steeler nation, anybody that you want. I know you guys want Najee Harris. I'm going to give name. you as much daily reports on him as I can. Any film I can get on him from, you know, practice and everything. I will post all of it for you. I promise you, you'll get as much Najee Harris as you can want. Um, any quarterbacks as well. I mean, Kyle Trask is going to be there. I'll see what I can get on him. I don't think he's going to be a Steeler obviously, but for anybody else who, you know, he could very well land on your team. You follow me on Twitter at J NFL. Lots of prospects this week. Uh, I'll cover as much of them as I possibly can for you uh, because odds are they're going to land on one of your favorite teams. And uh, you can jump back to that and see some practice film and see how good that they can potentially be. So at J NFL senior bowl week, I'm very excited for it.
2: We might have to uh, do a little, maybe, maybe show from, from mobile Alabama and do some uh, draft. Oh, talk for maybe. sure. I think oh, so. We can sure. have that draft and then talk. followed up by uh, by me down at Tampa Bay with the Super Bowl. So we're exactly. working moves, we'll my follow. friend, you and I.
1: Look at us. the <laughs> Paul meme, look at us. Who would have thought we'd be here? <laughs> you and I, I thought it, my friend. Yes. You and exactly. I. Exactly. So as always, we appreciate everybody listening who's helped us get to this point. We couldn't really do this if nobody gave a damn about what we said. So <laughs> we do appreciate all of our listeners and anybody who reads, what we write, anything like that. So it is very appreciative. This isn't numb to us. And uh, we appreciate all the opportunities that are coming towards us at such a young, ripe ages that we are at. So we appreciate you. You can join us Sunday on Twitter for the pregame show, Laces Out Pregame Show. Uh, That'll be on Kurt's Twitter. I'll retweet it so you can find it on both of ours. Laces Out Pregame Show for Championship Sunday around the NFL before we get to the Super Bowl in a couple weeks. So for Kurt, I'm Jared Bailey. This is Laces Out. Yes, sir. We will talk to you on Sunday. Thank you to Mike Asty, Ben Raven, Ben Ben Albright, as always.